Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. We are so excited to be here with you guys today. And one of our favorite topics that we like to talk about is how we are lifelong learners. And so we decided that we were going to chat with you guys about that tonight and how learning is for life. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? (laughs) Well, I have, in case you guys can't hear, I'm dealing with some allergy issues. So I feel very interesting here as I'm talking. I'm going to try not to talk too much. That's kind of had me down a little bit the last week. But the highlight of my creative week, I think, was today when I got to get together with a local author, um, Stacy Eirich. And she is such a sweetheart. And we finally got to get together in person over a little lunch outside at one of our favorite local bookstores, The Book and the Bean, over in Mandeville. And we got to chat about all things writing and creative, and she is a singer. And so we talked music, we talked all sorts of things. We found out we have a lot in common. Um, We both, uh, of course, she has a music background, but we both almost, well, we both minored in Spanish in college. So we had that in common, too, and our kids are the same ages. It's really funny. Um, So anyway, it was just a lot of fun to be with another creative person nearby and just talk about creative things out in the sunshine, which is why I'm red if you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) But it was wonderful to be in the sun. Oh, man, it really does just, like, revive your soul when you get around another person who values creativity the same way that you do. It (laughs) does. It so does. So what about you? What about your creative week? I kind of have an idea that it might have been pretty special. It has been pretty special. I've done a lot, a lot of things on the poetry book, and I am... I mean, it's going to cut it really, really close for me to do like a soft launch in April. But um, before I give you a specific date, everyone, I just want to make sure that I can hit this first deadline. If I can hit the first deadline, I feel like it's everything's going to go really well. So after I hit the first deadline, guys, I promise I'll be giving you, you some specifics about it, but I'm a little nervous. It's my first time doing this kind of thing, so don't I'm, I'm hesitant to give some, some specifics right now. I don't want to jinx myself. I have <laughs> confidence. Really, like you and Stacy had some good time together, and I actually had a really good conversation with Rachel Ritchie, who does not live here. We actually talked on Zoom or Skype or something, and uh, so we had a really good, we talked about all of the the stuff for the book but then we just sat down and had like conversation too about creative things and like spiritual things and just it was a nice it was nice to be with a friend for a moment (laughs) so so shout out to Rachel too for sticking with me for a few hours while we chatted 
Yay. Oh, she's the best. Yes, I love her so much. Oh, yay. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's what we got. And so um, we're always we're always doing and we're always learning. And I think that that's probably how this topic came to be is because I'm yeah. learning so many new things right now doing this publishing for the first time. So Joy popped in and she was like, maybe we should talk about, you know, being life learners. And I'm like, that actually resonates with me because I'm learning all new things and I'm old. So <laughs> <laughs> something that we thought would be interesting would be to look up quotes about learning and um, education and things like that and just see which ones kind of resonated with us and what kind of message that they have that we've also experienced. Yeah, so we've got we've got basically four things that really popped out to us about learning. And so we're going to kind of hit those four points and just chat a little bit about learning in our own lives. Yeah, so the first point that we noticed was that we are made for learning like that's something mm -hmm. that we're meant to do so there's all of these different natural learning things that happen from the moment that we're born mm -hmm. we have to learn how to talk and crawl and walk and all of these things and I know that that sounds a little bit elementary and fun but it is it's we have to learn that that's not something that we're we're born with and uh and I think that that's pretty interesting that why would we think that we stop learning at some point in our lives when that's how we began. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I am 100% on board with you with that. So this is an interesting quote that I found that I'm going to potentially butcher the name of the person who said it. So I apologize in advance. But the quote is, there is no end to education. It is not that you read a book, pass an examination, and finish with education. The whole of life from the moment you were born to the moment you die is a process of learning. And yeah. I believe it is Jiddu Krishnamurti who, who said that. And, and it was so true. It's so true. I don't know why at some point whenever I was younger, especially like a teenager, I was like, man, I'm going to be glad whenever I can just stop all of this stuff. And maybe... Maybe that's something to do with the way that we were learning, you know, because we were, were in a formalized school system from the time that we're five to the time that we're 18. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just that teenage impulsiveness that we, <laughs> we seem to have. I'm not quite sure yet, but I'm thankful as an adult that I've found and have a refreshed view of learning yeah. and that because it is so much fun now. Like it's a totally different animal. I think it is. I totally agree with you on that. I love in that quote, I love the term process of learning mm -hmm. because it really is a process. And I remember the moment that I missed my English lit classes. <laughs> it was I, I think I had just had my second kid and mm -hmm. I was sitting there and I was wanting to read more and I was thinking kind of very gently playing around with the idea of writing again at that point. And I, I just found myself missing my lit classes and I missed the conversation around story and I missed like that kind of thing. And I missed learning and reading new things and all of this. And I think that that was the moment where I got excited about learning again. Mm -hmm. And then I started homeschooling my kids. I mean, we started from the very beginning. We started in preschool. 
with our oldest homeschooling. And I will tell you that learning these things, because obviously, as I'm teaching algebra that I haven't used since, you know, <laughs> high school, now Did I'm teaching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, we're not going to tell our children that we haven't used this, but um, anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> it's good for their character. <laughs> yes, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so as I'm going through and, you know, teaching them these things, I'm having to refresh my memory on, okay, how does this work? What do we do? What are the formulas? What's the process? Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I remember distinctly with certain kinds of problems in the classroom when I was first learning it being so confused. And mm -hmm. I just never really got it. Like I got it well enough to like, make it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but now like I understand it way better. So it's kind of neat to see how, as we're older, things make more sense. It, you know, I don't know. It's just really neat. So I loved the way that it said a process of learning. Yes. So even things that, you know, you think you're done learning or you don't need to learn again, like algebra, mm -hmm. it really, you see it in a different way when you're older. And I also think that it helps your mind to be more, um, malleable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it helps your mind to be more open to learning new, new things. And it's just a great exercise. Yeah. And it's interesting that you use the word malleable because there was a time like in two, in 2005, I finished my bachelor's degree and mm -hmm. then there was a break. I had a year break and I started my master's degree program because I literally felt like my brain was like atrophying or just yeah. just becoming a big rock in my head that one year break was really hard for me I was like if I'm is this what life is just like this repetition every day <laughs> because when you're in college not every day is the same and I loved my master's degree program like that was actually really fulfilling and is a bit more fulfilling than my bachelor's degree because it was something that I didn't have to do there was something in that that was really important to me too. And you'll notice that we're not really saying particularly creative learning um, because we kind of feel like this belongs in all of the different categories, like your life, yeah. your creativity, your professional, like all of these things. And, uh, and so when we, when we were, even though we're talking about academic learning right now, this also applies to creative learning. Mm -hmm. So whenever you start feeling stagnated and you feel like your brain is just becoming thick, you know, <laughs> is that a good way to describe it? It is. I like that. <laughs> Then trying something new, maybe learning something new, and it doesn't have to be an actual formal education um, program. If it if it is that, that's cool too. But just just trying to learn something new and just realizing and putting yourself in a learner's position instead mm -hmm. of a master's position, and yeah. it just keeps things fresh. I think it does. I totally agree with that. So there's one more, and I love this quote, and this is from Mahatma Gandhi, and this kind of goes along with this first point. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. I like yeah. that. I do, too. I, it kind of makes me think, like, don't rush it. Yeah. Like, you don't have to learn everything about a particular thing in one um, nope. rabbit hole Google search. 
And I love how you said, you know, that you, you got to learn more. You chose to learn more. And I think that that does make a big difference. You know, when talking about that teenager wanting to be done with school, never going, never looking back again. Right. (laughs) Okay. I think that there is a, it's a difference when you have, when it's something that you're choosing versus something that you feel is forced upon you, even though it's for your best interest and all of that. Um, There is a difference there. It's a mindset shift that we take, I think. And we all know how much I like mindset shifts and Mm -hmm. how important I think they are. Um, And I definitely think that's an example. Yeah. And just like biologically, I think that our maturity and the way that our brain works and the different chemicals and everything and how it's all the folds all align and everything as we get older, I do think that there is a change in us as people as Mm -hmm. when we hit a certain place in our lives. We're different. And I think everybody can say this, like we're different as 25 year olds than we are as 15 year olds. And it's, there's just that maturity level that's different. And you appreciate learning in a different way at 25 than you do at 15. Yeah. You appreciate learning in a different way at 40 as you do at 25. It's true. Um, So it's interesting too. I think that this is something that you and I will be kind of introspective about for a good long while as we mm-hmm. age and mature and um and grow and continue to learn and and go on like that but something I loved about this particular quote is it's not telling you to spend all of your time in a book um, Mahatma Gandhi emphasizes that experience is super important too and maybe you you are a little risky with the things that you do and <laughs> live like you were to die tomorrow and maybe you are gonna do some things that are a little um, spontaneous and such but slowing down and taking the time to learn the things that you want to learn in this life mm. is a good idea too that's good so our second point is Learning forms who you are. And let's see, the first quote that we have here is, change is the end result of all true learning. And mm-hmm. this is from Leo Buscaglia. Yeah, I loved this one because it takes learning just from something that you put into your head and it it moves it into your action. So you're actually like soaking it into your you know bloodstream and you're making that that um, information a part of you and that I think is what learning is it's not memorizing a multiple choice it's not planning for a standardized test Um, as much as those are important and getting you into college and that (laughs) sort of thing when you when you actually start learning and it starts affecting your decisions and it, Mm -hmm. it starts affecting the way that you look at things when it broadens your worldview and you can see people in a different light now we're getting somewhere you know yeah Yeah. I like that and that kind of rolls into the next quotation that falls under the learning forms who you are situation and B.B. King the great blues artist um, he said that uh, he said that the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you Mm And I think that that's so important, too, because you can't really go backwards. Barring something like a head injury or some some sort of disease or something like that, like you can't unlearn mm. something. 
and it becomes who you are. It becomes a, a part of who you are and nobody can take that away from you. It's yeah. yours in a way that nothing else is yours. Yeah. And I think too, and now I know this isn't exactly what he's saying, but it makes me think of the fact that, um, and this kind of ties in that first quote with this quote, like you said, it's something that becomes part of your actions. You know, it comes out from, you know, you learn it and then it becomes part of what you do on a daily basis or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it kind of helps you move forward in many different ways, not just intellectually, um, but in the ways that you interact with people around you, um, in the ways that you think about, you know, your next steps in life, even. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is, I know that we're talking very broadly here about learning, because learning comes in so many different ways. It could be learning a new language, or it could be learning, um, you know, reading a lot of books on philosophy, and kind of maybe thinking about philosophy for the first time in your life, really. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be, you know, learning an instrument. It could be so many different things. It could be something that is specific to whatever your career is or whatever your creative medium is. It could be so many different things. But whatever it is, that learning is going to seep into other aspects of your life, Mm, I think. So... Yeah. And the more that I try to keep things compartmentalized, the more that I see that it's all one big bag um, mixed together. And I can see um, when I got the new job, I permeated myself in leadership books Mm. and in podcasts and things like that. Well, that affected how I parent. It affected how I make decisions at home. Mm. It affected some of the decisions that I was making on a creative level. Um, So yes, absolutely. And there are things that I've learned creatively about structure and um, even, even the way that alcohol ink, like, Mm -hmm. you know, moves together and and what it's going to do is in, the learning, the learning on a creative level has also affected my personal life and how I, and now I handle things there. It gives me, I think it softens some of the hard edges in my professional life, like my, on my eight to five job mm-hmm. too. So, um, yeah, I think that whatever you're learning at any age is going to be reflected in all aspects of your life. And I think, too, that the more that we learn, the more compassion and empathy mm. and yeah. and such that we can give to, to other people as well. And, and I feel like if we stop learning, if we allow ourselves to stop learning, then we deny ourselves that pleasure of knowing people more. I love the way you said that. So John Wooden said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And I love (laughs) this quotation because I think it perfectly expresses what I said a little bit earlier in such, such a few words, such few (laughs) words that, um, after like the mandatory learning (laughs) was done, I then like got to do some specific things in areas that I didn't even know that I loved. I think that if we can get through like that foundational part and if we can even 
surprisingly learn to enjoy it and really embrace the information that we're learning in there and allow it to really change us, then we are going to be in a really good position when we get older to, to learn the things that count. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think that that, that leads in really well to this third point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is be humble enough to learn. Mm-hmm. And okay, I I adore this quote. Can I just say that I adore this quote? Did you know that I was going to adore this quote? Because, I kind of thought you might when I picked it out. <laughs> because it's Winston Churchill. And, yes. you know, <laughs> he just, I really would like to read some biographies on him and just learn a little bit more about him. But everything that I know about him, I mean, I know that he was probably a, a rather difficult gentleman. But <laughs> I just really think I would have liked him. <laughs> And I don't know if this is true, but the, even the difficult parts of him that I have ex, you know, experienced in articles or, or books or anything like that, I feel like the difficult parts of him would have been endearing to me. Yeah. So I frustrating, feel the same way. but endearing. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so he said, I am always ready to learn, although I do not always like being taught. <laughs> I can totally see myself saying this. (laughs) I think, and we talk a lot about this um, in several of the things where where we've given talks, places, or some of our writing, this has come out over and over. Um, Be humble. You know, you have to have humility. You have to understand that you do not know it all. (laughs) You know, you don't know everything. You need... Um, you need other people who know things that you don't, that maybe you haven't even been introduced to. And so this is where I think conversations with other people about what we're learning individually is so important um, because obviously we don't have time to learn everything. But when we have good friends and family members who are learning something, they're studying something, they're, you know, diving into a topic. Um, When we sit down together and we have conversations and we share what we're each learning, then we're just being doubly taught (laughs) in the very best of ways. So I Mm -hmm. think, you know, even earlier this evening, um, my husband and I were talking about things that you know, he's learning and things that I'm learning and we're sharing these things together. And so as a result, we're able to learn what the other one is. Um, and then if it strikes an interest in us, then we can go and study more about it and then we can continue to share. So, and it's just like what you and I do with our own, you know, the business of being a writer, writing Mm -hmm. craft, um, everything with creativity, all of this stuff you share with me what you've heard on a podcast or I share with you what I've read in a blog post or, you know, and these are things that on our own, we wouldn't be able to get to all these things. But when we can pull out these nuggets and share with one another, we're boosting each other's learning. Yeah, absolutely. And it totally works whenever you have somebody that has um, a com- the same common app or sorry, it totally works if you have somebody who has common interests in you like joy and I both love writing and creativity and learning being introspective about creativity that's that works out really well in fact we talk about in our book finders keepers Mm -hmm. with critique partners on how this is actually a benefit of a critique partner because you don't have 
48 hours in a day. Like you yeah. only have 24. You, you are not allotted anymore. Right. <laughs> and if you do get some, you better share with me how you got it because I need yeah. more. Seriously. But, um, but yeah, so it actually benefits you if you have somebody who has a similar interest or maybe even just um, an interest in, in something different. You can always take the different aspects of creativity and apply it to whatever you're doing in whatever medium that you have. Mm-hmm. But let me also say that if you don't have commonalities, that actually can benefit you as well. Yeah. Because... Um, just showing interest in another human being and enjoying the conversation and, you know, being fully present in that conversation, you could probably learn something about something you never even knew that you could potentially be interested in. You also could learn something that might actually benefit your creative medium in some form or fashion. And everything that we learn affects our creative products. Uh, everything that we do. So what I love about this quotation is that if we somehow put up stubborn walls or fill ourselves with pride and forget to be humble enough to learn, then we're actually stagnating our creativity and we're stagnating. We're not allowing inspiration to affect us. And that's when we start producing the same thing over and over again we're also kind of stalling ourselves just in life in general, you know, just from moving on and growing as a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you are in a routine and every day is looking the same and you're getting really sick of it, the way that you can pull yourself out of that funk is to allow yourself to see something new, to learn something new, to ask somebody what they're learning about to have a genuine conversation with somebody who doesn't seem to have any kind of commonalities as you and just talk to them. And then maybe you find out a little bit about them and there's a topic that you want to research and just every, everything starts um, snowballing into something that is bright and beautiful. And that's, um, that's what we call living. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Which actually sort of brings us to our our final point here is that um, you are the age that your brain is, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So Henry Ford actually has a quotation about being young, no matter your age. And it is this. Anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep your brain young. Mm. And I love this because I have felt old in my 20s. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started learning again did I start living again. And I, I did. I And I do. Um, I feel rather young in, yeah. on some day, on most days. <laughs> Not all of them. I mean, you know, when that weather, when that weather front's coming in. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. I, I have felt the same way. I mean, when, when I'm learning and growing in my mind, it's, yeah, it's, it's night and day difference between when I'm not. Yeah. And I think too, that's when the stereotypes kind of set in. 
even stereotypes that you don't even realize that you have, but the only way that you can realize that you have them is by learning. So there's this, you know, uh, this marriage between um, self-actualization and introspection and learning. Uh, And maybe that's why we love it so much because we love introspection. It is, it is a mental age instead of a physical age. And in the way that you can stay young and spry is to exercise your brain through learning. Yeah. So go be young is the thing. <laughs> I mean, it is like just, and you know, this is so funny because if you play any games on your phone, you always get those ads and it's like, doctors want you to play this game so that your brain will be young. You know, it's like, <laughs> spend 20 minutes a day playing our game and your brain will be, you know, whatever. But there, there is some truth to that to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not things like Candy Crush. I don't know. But <laughs> there are there is definitely truth to the fact that the more, it's just like physical the more you exercise, the stronger you are, the more limber you are, um, the less prone you are to, you know, pull something when you sneeze. <laughs> Not saying that I've had experience with that. Maybe I have. But anyway, um, when you exercise your mind, you are, it's, it's another muscle in a lot of regards. So the more you exercise it, the stronger it is and the more agile it is. So, yeah. And the younger it feels. There you go. So on that note, are you ready for a QWERTY challenge? Let's do it. QWERTY challenges. All right. So we are wondering, are you a lifelong learner or have you let learning fall by the wayside? So if you fall in the first category, what have you actively learned in the past year? Take some time to reflect on what you've learned. Is it more or less than you thought you would learn? Has your learning benefited other aspects of your life? And what do you plan to learn next? Are you going to continue learning something that you've been learning, or are you going to branch out into something new? Now, if you fall in the second category, if you haven't been a learner in recent years, what would you like to learn? And we challenge you for this part to make a list of a few things that you're interested in. Now, the next step is to see where you can learn them. I will tell you, libraries are a fantastic free resource for so much learning. Um, you, they have so many programs if you want to learn a language. They've got a lot of free programs that you can use to learn a language. They've also got many other things, many programs that they offer. And even if your library isn't offering in-person programs yet, which most of them are not, um, most of them have moved online. So all of the great programs that they've done for adults in the past, they're doing online now. So check it out and see what's available. I know if you live in a place where there's a university or college, um, something like that, those would also be some good places to check out. Um, You know, community centers. I know everything's a little different uh, with so many things being a little bit more shut down, but there's tons of stuff online too. Um, YouTube University, for example. (laughs) So just check it out. Just look into it. Take your list and see if you can find where could I learn these things. And then once you've done that, which item on your list is possible for you to learn right now? And just go ahead and pick one. 
what you know maybe it's the one that's uh, most feasible to learn for you one way or another and then make a plan to learn that thing just go ahead and make that plan and let us know we want to know what you're learning absolutely we absolutely do so. and it doesn't have to be something huge so i know oh, yeah. i mentioned a language and i might have mentioned a musical instrument like it doesn't have to be anything huge like that it can be something as simple as you want to take one cooking class you know maybe it's something like that it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a big thing so yeah. yeah and a great way for you guys to start chatting with us and continuing this chat um, throughout the week is to subscribe to our newsletter which we just had the first one go out today as we're recording this uh, we will have it go out once a month and we are so excited about it because this will be an opportunity to go right to your inbox and we're going to be sending out some questions and some extra challenges and maybe some extra behind the scenes things as we go. We'll see what happens. But we hope that you will, if you subscribe, that you will hit reply and talk to us. And that's what we hope this will lead to. So if you're interested in our newsletter, the link to subscribe is in the show notes. Yep. So grab that and I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Yes. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.